Hey everybody, welcome to Athlete on Fire and Becoming Ultra. I've told you guys in the past that if I had topics or newsworthy things that went well across both platforms, I'd share them on both podcasts. This is one of those days we're going to talk about four or actually five things you may be telling yourself to miss your run. And this can kind of uh, fit for workouts as well and general fitness, but we're going to talk about running specifically. We have a lot of runners that listen to both of these shows. And I don't know, I, I have these moments all the time where I'm trying to justify not getting my, my run in or my workout in. And, uh, you know, getting some different perspective from what other people are going through always helps. I know what my clients over the last 13, 14, 15 years have gone through as far as, as the motivation to get out there and to create the habit. So we'll talk about that here in about four or five minutes. We'll go over all five of those. Before we do that, I want to tell you guys about a, a run that I just went on. I'm literally still soaking wet. Um, I went out for a seven and a half, eight mile run. My wife was leaving the house. I've been podcasting for half the day, um, doing some stuff with the Becoming Ultra website. What else is coaching? Doing a couple of virtual programs for a couple of clients from around the country. Um, anyway, the point is lots of sitting. I was sitting for four or five hours and I was just antsy to get my run in. Um, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays are when I do the bulk of my runs. I do kind of a shakeout on Mondays, and I take Tuesdays and Wednesdays off unless I can fit, figure it out. I have two young kids at home. It's kind of how it works out, and that's uh, what I've been doing for quite a while. So I just went on a um, – my wife was heading out to go uh, work a little bit about 20 minutes away, and I, and I, I needed a little bit of motivation. I wanted her to uh, just drive me out seven and a half miles and drop me off. So she did that. And right when I got dropped off, it started drizzling, and then the the thunderheads came in, and I pretty much ran in the rain for the bulk of the run, which actually felt great. I loved it; felt really good. But right when I got dropped off, I was crossing this uh, this open field, and I had headphones in, but I wasn't listening to anything yet. I was trying to get to the point, the place I needed to be. I was in a part of town that I, you know, I don't walk around in very much, and I wanted to get to this uh, this path. It's called the C470 Trail. It's just a, a, a paved path slash sidewalk for bikes and, and foot traffic, and I could take it all the way pretty much to, to my house, to the door of the condo. So uh, she dropped me off. I saw a shortcut to get to the path. It was just an open field. There are no signs or anything. It wasn't private property that I knew of. And I started crossing. There's some prairie dogs, and then I hear a, a screech, and I look up, and a big old uh, peregrine falcon's just flying above me. And I thought it was going for some prey or something um, with all the prairie dogs and rodents in the open fields out here. It made total, total sense. So I was good with that. I was going to just keep keep my head down and keep walking. So I look up and actually, if you go to my Athlete on Fire Instagram, I, I, I put a little video in the stories up there. And there's like three to five falcons standing around this little, this little area out in the open field. And what I thought it was was probably babies. It could have been a kill. I don't know what it was. But this one falcon was flying around the perimeter, um, I'd say about 80 to 100 yards around and about, I don't know, 50 feet up. So not too high up. And I, 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 was, my, I was a good distance away. I was at least 60 yards away, um, maybe up to 100. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go up on top of this hill and just go around them. And I think that kind of spooked the guy who was uh, doing recon for those guys. So he started coming really close to me, like kind of dive bombing me. He wasn't getting close enough to for me to like touch or anything, but probably 10, 15 feet away. And then his buddy came over and started doing the same thing. So I was like, oh, dang. I know these guys can go like 60, 70, 80 miles per hour. Um, don't really want to open wound today from a, a falcon protecting its young. 
So I get up on this fence line and like stay really close to the fence so it can't come at me from one side and it doesn't think I'm a threat anymore. And finally I got, I don't know, I'd say a quarter, a little less than a quarter mile away and they stopped bothering me finally. But holy crap, the adrenaline is just firing off. Um, I see these guys all over the, all over the place because they're just in these open fields out here in Colorado, but they've never gotten that close to me. I've seen them catch a squirrel before, big old fat snakes. It's pretty cool. Anyway. That was not cool. Scared the crap out of me. So then I finally get on the on the path, and uh, of course it starts pouring on me. So I found I didn't bring anything with me. I didn't bring water, or nothing. I was, I was hydrated. I was just going to try to kick it in for whatever seven and a half, eight miles. And uh, I, it started raining really hard. I had my phone on me. I was listening to a podcast, and I put my I, f- I found an ice bag, and I put my phone in the where I ripped half the ice bag apart, and I put my phone in the ice bag for the run so it wouldn't get soaked. So there you go. Do-it-yourselfers out there, MacGyvers out there. Um, way to keep the phone dry. And I was thinking about how good I felt. I, you know, a lot of you guys have sedentary jobs, computer jobs, whatever it might be. Account, you know, we have accountants, we have finance people, we have uh, attorneys listening, and and just people who are on their computers a lot. Maybe not getting out, uh, you know, walking around a lot. And it's really hard to get up. Uh, maybe get in a commute, come come back home, and you know. Th- the, your job a lot a lot of times is to get yourself psyched up to go work out when you get off work. Um, that that is a case for for putting your workouts and your runs in the morning. But let's say that that is not what's going on. Let's say you, you're typically running in the afternoons after your day's done, after the kids are fed, before they're fed, whatever it might be. There's five things that you might tell yourself. There's a hundred things that you might tell yourself, but there's five things that you might tell yourself that you're justifying and persuading yourself to not run on that day. And we'll, like I said, we'll use running instead of working out. Um, these are things I've told myself. These are things my clients I know have told themselves. And we're just going to go through these and, and maybe give you some ways out if these are these are coming up on a regular basis. If you have something that you continually tell yourself and you want me to cover ways around it, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message at scott@athleteonfire.com. So the first thing you might tell yourself, I just need to let my body rest. Okay, that's fair. And it's accurate sometimes. If you're following a, a, a regimen and cycle or a regimen and training program and you are a little overwhelmed or you know you had a big weekend of running or something like that, maybe it is true. Occasionally it's true. It's not very true very often though. Usually that fatigue that you're feeling, and I, and I will never forget learning the difference between mental and physical fatigue in school, but it's a mental fatigue. The same things that you feel when your body is tired mentally you feel when your mind is tired, whether it's from running reports or meeting with people all day long. Mental fatigue is is often mistaken for physical fatigue. So if the fact is that you do need a break, then yeah, go go take the break. That's fine. Uh, I opt to plan breaks with a flex day. So I usually have with, with clients one or two days that are flexes. They can be off days, but ideally they're not if you feel good but you you leave them that you leave yourself an option on those days the other days you just got to suck it up man you got to build a habit of movement and it's really important so if you do take the, the the day off and it's needed and it's it's a real thing okay go ahead but if not it's a default justification for mo- for most of us uh, i'm worn out my body needs it well your body might your body might need it probably doesn't in the culture that we're living in the sedentary lifestyle is the default not the active lifestyle there's not many negative things that are going to happen to you physically from pushing yourself out the door and, and really letting yourself go. Um, so what we're trying to create is the habit of not resting. 
Uh, I remember talking to Jim Walmsley, who who uh, is an elite ultra runner recently, and one of one of the things that he likes to talk about is that d- days off are contagious, and they are. I don't know if you guys have taken. I don't know if you guys have ever been in like a really good running habit, and you take one day off. And the next day, your run just doesn't feel as fresh as if you ran six days in a row. It's just true. Your body gets used to the movement. It really does. Um, so the contagious thing and then the, the adaptation, your body adapts the more we can put it through a, a certain stress or a certain load. So for every day that we aren't out there um, putting the effort in, our body isn't able to adapt. And uh, if you're getting enough sleep, if you're eating well, if you're resting on the, on the off days that you plan for yourself, then you're going to recover plenty. Um, so that's really important. Number two that you might tell yourself, I'll make it up later. Nope. You're not going to make it up later. You're, you're not, if you have 30 miles this week, you miss a six miler today, you're not going to make it up tomorrow. It's going to, it's throwing everything out of whack. Then you're truly going to be overtrained and overworked for that day because that's not what was planned. And if you're planning something smart in, a, in an intelligent way, an intelligent manner, or a coach is doing it for you, the goal is to ramp you up in, in a reasonable manner. And if you already have a long run on the weekend and you're trying to make up a run from Tuesday on Wednesday and you cash your legs out and you can't get the quality in your efforts as you needed, you're not going to make it up. You're not, it's, it's kind of like sleep. You know, there's kind of an idea that you can't make up sleep. You can get good rest. You can recover from a few days of bad sleep by getting a good night's sleep or a couple of good nights sleep in a row, but you can't make up sleep that you've lost cumulatively. It just doesn't happen. What are you going to sleep for 50 hours in a row? It's not going to happen. So the same idea with running, the same idea with working out, you're going to make up later. Um, not in the way that you think, and definitely not in the way that you're justifying for tonight when you don't want to get out the door. Okay. So another thing, maybe you guys are, ideally you're listening to this on your drive home from work. Cause that would just be glorious if you had a couple of these, th- of these thoughts. Number three that I had down is I feel like crap. Well, I feel like crap all the time. And when I've been sitting, I feel even more like crap. And to get the connection between how I'm going to feel afterwards into my brain to make me act and go move um, takes thousands of reps. It just takes a lifetime of being active. And if you're new to this and if you're new to being active and getting fit, then then that, that uh, connection between your brain and body is not there yet. But trust me. Feeling like crap is normal. <laughs> you you want to go out there and and do the work to feel good. You don't want to wait until you feel good to do the work because you'll never do anything. One of my favorite quotes was one of my dad's favorite quotes as well was from Jerry West, and uh, he's a famous basketball player from West Virginia, um, big time exec in the NBA still. And he he was quoted by saying, "If you only work on the days you feel good, you'd never get anything done." And that's the feel like crap thing feeling like crap, maybe you're a little bit under the weather, like these things, you know, the endorphins that you get from exercise, the the ability to increase uh, the benefits of your immune system by exercising, all these things are going to be, are going to be a benefit to you. So number three was I feel like crap. Okay, tough. Get out there. You'll feel better later. Number four, it's too late. I should have done it earlier. Well, yeah, that might be true. Maybe it's eight o'clock or maybe it's nine o'clock. Or maybe it's 10 o'clock. I don't know what time it is. But you know what? The fact that it's too late is your fault. <laughs> your tr- your plan was put out two months ago, three weeks ago. Maybe it was put out yesterday. But you knew that you had to get this run in today. That's just tough. That's tough crap. If, if it's too late, then you're going to be running in the dark. Nobody died from running in the dark in and of itself. 
get a headlamp on, find a place that's safe, go to the local track at the high school, run around your house, do what my friend Kelly Shockley out here does. Oh my gosh, she runs in circles in her basement. I don't know how she does that, but she gets it in. Um, she gets in at three or four in the morning, get on your treadmill, run the stairs in your house, find, I'll give you 800 excuses to run in 800 different ways to get it done when you say it's too late, but that's your fault and you have to make up for that. Um, defaulting from two, one of these, these excuses to another happens all the time. So, oh my gosh, it's too late. And I feel like crap. So, you know, I just need to let my body rest. Oh wow. You've just used three of those excuses and that happens all the time. I've done it before. I feel disgusted with myself when it happens. I'm sure that you feel disgusted with yourself, especially when you have big goals for yourself. Um, but if it's too late, that's, that's your own fault, man. Get out there and get it done. Number five. And the last one that we're going to talk about today is that it won't make a big difference if I miss today. Uh, well, it depends on what your goals are. If you want to do a half-assed job in all of your training and, and half-assed job in w- with with your business that you started and half-assed job parenting, then maybe it won't make a difference. I don't know. Does it not make a difference to miss your kid's ball game? Probably not when they're 50, but tonight it's going to make a difference. And the same idea, especially when exercise is cumulative. The, the cumulative effect of small efforts over time is what turns people from uh, from sedentary to fit. That's what makes people um, push themselves and allows them to develop over time to be into uh, a much fitter version of themselves. And these small efforts and these small wins are what allow us to, to build on, on top of each other. These are the building bricks of fitness and the building bricks of habit. And uh, if you don't believe that one workout or one effort makes a difference, then it's not going to make a difference to you. But I'm saying right now that if your goals and what you say you want are accurate, then the way that you act is going to, is going to line up with that. And fluffing off uh, tonight's workout and saying it's not going to make a difference, it's just not a good excuse. And yeah, maybe it's a little tough love. And, and yeah, these are all in a vacuum. And I, and, I, and I try to imagine talking to one individual that might understand what I'm saying right here. Uh, maybe there's a time for some of these justifications, but we all need a little bit of tough love. And, uh, at the end of the day, you need to get out there to feel good. You don't need to feel good before you get out there. So I hope this resonates. So, uh, if if any of these excuses pop in your mind, maybe you'll remember something I said here today. And even if you don't, if you just give yourself a little tough love and realize that every day that you get out there is another day that you're getting closer to your goals, um, fitness, weight loss, performance, then you're going to be a better athlete. And that in the end, is what's important to me. And, uh, I think what's important to you as well. So don't let these excuses get you. Number one, I just need to let my body rest. Bull crap. Number two, I'll make it up later. Bull crap. Number three, I feel like crap. Okay. That's fine. No, you don't. Number four, it's too late. Well, that's your own fault. Number five, it won't make a big difference. And we all know better. It will make a difference. Otherwise, why are you stressing over it? You know what I'm saying? All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Just remember I am, you are, everyone is an athlete. And uh, be sure to check out The Last Becoming Ultra. We did the last episode. It'll be out in the next day or two. Appreciate you guys.